Welcome into the pod. This is Ryan, Adam, Kyle, and Lance, the common denominators. And uh, fellas, I don't want to start out on a extremely sad and, and mushy note, but uh, I've really missed you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's been a Forgot while. what y'all guys look like. It's been forever, I feel like. It's been, what, four, five weeks? Yeah. Probably as long as we've ever gone without recording. Turned the past out. Last year and a half. Lance is still a strapping young lad. Nothing's changed. <laughs> it's, good. it's a nice break, though. Yeah. I, I saw a picture, uh, actually a video of him on uh, Instagram with his shirt off, throwing mm-hmm. a medicine ball over his back. Mm-hmm. Is that it's on pretty, Instagram? I didn't know that was impressive. Oh, listen, yeah. this guy, he didn't know. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know. I was, when Lance's shirt comes off. sweaty and toned. The Lance yeah, camera start rolling. Yep. Lance posted that through Timmy's account. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ghost it was post. burner account. Do you, know, do you know how much the medicine ball was? Just a yes. I'm going to say it was 35 pounds. No, higher. Oh, wow. 30? Home? That was 100. Home? No, no brag. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, that bag was 100 pounds. It's very deceiving. It looks smaller than it weighs. You need to write like a big 100 LB on there right. so everybody knows. You should have seen Scott throwing that thing over his shoulder. He was much more impressive than me. I'm trying to think what would happen to my body if I tried to <laughs> I'm thinking 100 pound Which ball. You know how your spine's like C1 and S1? Yeah. I'd wonder which one would snap if I did that. Your shoulders would never be the same. Yeah. All right, so I thought I've missed you guys. I, I've seen Adam, talked to him a couple of times, but uh, Lance, seen one video of you. Kyle, I've, I'm just glad you're still alive. Yes, barely. Yeah. <laughs> With no social media, I'm like off the grid. Didn't know if you were going to show it or not. Yeah. So I thought we could summarize the last month with a little game of Mad Sad Glad. Have y'all heard of this game? Oh, it's yeah, Wooten's yeah. Uh, thing. Josh yeah. Wooten came up with that, right? Probably. Are you saying Josh Wooten's the inventor of this game? Well, as far as I know, that was the first time I'd heard of it. Our good friend uh, Josh Wooten uh, was doing a Zoom class, and that's what he said he does with all his kids. And that's the first time I heard I, of it. I've got to admit, that was the first time I heard it. So, And y'all were just reminding me. But that's where I heard it. So maybe you're right. But I'm, you know, we'll have to ask him. I'm going to say Ryan got really defensive there for a second. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I love, I love Wooten, but I, you know, I want, I like facts too. So, yeah. I'm going to say it's 75 percent chance that Josh Wooten did not come up with that game. We're going to check back. Okay. We'll, we'll fact check, check it. Yeah. We'll, we'll report back. Well, for those that so. don't know, let's. Uh, why don't you explain what Mad Sack? Should we copyright is? it in case he doesn't mm. have it? <laughs> we'll get on. This. Do that. We'll get our people on that. Yeah. yeah. Make some calls. All right. So in case Josh Wooten did invent this, and all of our listeners are thinking, what is this? It's a literally we'll go around and we'll name something in the past four to five weeks since our last episode, something that made us mad, something that made us glad, something that made us sad. It's a good game to play with your kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good dinner. Yeah, we've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll start us off just to get to get us going. All right, mad. Um, I had a little bit of trouble with this one, but I didn't have to go too far back. It was last night. I sat down at 7.20 on my couch thinking that's when the Titans game was going to come. <laughs> I scrolled through and realized it was a 9.20 start time yeah. mm-hmm. and that I wouldn't be in bed till after midnight. I'm already exhausted at this point, and I felt a little anger that – I don't know who I was mad at or what, but I was mad that it wasn't starting. <laughs> well, you at you should be mad at the Giants, and, and and why are the Giants still on TV on, yeah. on primetime? They are literally the worst team in the NFL, and they're on primetime every every year. It's it's big market. New York market. Yeah, yeah. that's what it nobody is. lives yeah. in New York anymore. Yeah, but nobody cares yeah. about them. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. They are the worst. So that's my mad. My Suck sad is uh, y'all may remember that I recently purchased a vehicle from Adam. Yes. I'm very Uh-oh. sad Just to announce. Yeah. <laughs> has there been some issues? Yeah. Uh, there has been some issues. Not Adam's fault, but I oh, picked goodness. up. Well, Catherine actually picked up a screw. It, it's the biggest screw you've ever seen. It's one that holds like a tower together. I'm telling you, the head on this screw is bigger around than a quarter. There's a cell phone tower that crumbled somewhere because it's missing this screw. So, thanks to Adam and his fancy tire purchase of $200 a tire, you're going to have to get a replacement. Oh. So it made me a little bit sad. He may or may not have screwed the system because the tire company, whose name will go unknown, still thinks that I own the car. And so Use this, oh. he had to go in there not as oh, me, well. but as my assistant. Yeah. I, it, I, which I, is I, funny because yeah. <laughs> my assistant is driving my Honda. <laughs> I don't know what this says about my moral compass, but I was like, yeah, I'm just dropping this off for my buddy Adam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, the warranty's still good. Oh, excellent. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't have time to do rudimentary things like yeah. this. He makes yeah. me do these things. <laughs> Am I glad? Apparently the COVID and lockdown season is over. Life is full swing again, and uh, soccer started. I got to watch both my boys play soccer this cool. weekend. I always loved that as a dad, cheering for them, the ups and downs of watching them play. So it was a, it was a good time. Made me yeah. happy. Adam, you up? You're sure, yeah. Right. So um, my mad is 
It actually happened yesterday. My family this weekend is going away for the whole weekend. We're staying in a house in Smithville. Maybe you heard of it. And we've never done this before. Like my mom, especially, like this might be the, the best thing that's ever happened to her aside from having me. Yeah. So my sister calls me who had, who had hooked the whole thing up. And she's like, I can't get a hold of the VRBO guy. Which, on a side note, she kept calling it Verbo. Is it is it VRBO? <laughs> no, or Verbo? their commercials are saying Verbo. Yeah. Now. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Really? They, yeah, it's VRBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I agree 100. After the fourth time I heard saying Verbo, I was like, I'm sorry. It's VRBO. Yeah. Vacation Rentals by. All right. Yeah. There's no, yeah. There's no e in there. You, you, no. Yeah. Verbo. They've tried to turn that into a word. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Anyway, not the point. So she's like, I can't get a hold of the guy. The listing is not up anymore. I've called. Verbo and they can't they don't know why he took it down and we're supposed to be there this weekend like in three or four days can't get a hold of the guy like tech oh man so here we go like this is going to kill my mother and you know we got all these plans and everything else this goes on for like five hours all day yesterday we're searching trying to find a place to stay there ain't nothing available that's my mad my glad is that the guy ended up calling her back and, and explain the whole situation. He said, everything's fine. It ends up being everything is, is going to work out okay. So that was a huge glow. He's staying there with you guys, though. So yeah, <laughs> there is one caveat. Don't mind the guy in the basement. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you realize really quick how vulnerable you are to somebody just going, you know what, I don't want to rent this thing anymore. Yeah. Oh, and oh, by the way, I started looking up the address and found that it's for sale on like maybe 20 different websites. It was mm-hmm. the exact same address for sale. I was like, dude, this thing's for sale. It ain't even rentable anymore. Yeah. So that's my mad and my glad. My sad is I uh, I woke up yesterday morning with a little bit of a sniffle. You might tell my voice a little bit deeper right yeah, now. Yeah, you got a Lance thing going on there. And it hit me, <laughs> it hit me uh, about two or three days ago. My daughter, who also has a little sniffle, like came up to kiss me on the cheek, and I turned, and she kissed me right on the lips. Oh, and no. As soon as she did that, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. I'm going to get sick. And I did. Well, so. there you go. It's, it's the fall season. I've got a little bit of that, too. Yeah. Oh, my out. allergies are killing me. You look like patient zero when you start coughing when you're outside. I'm just like, oh, man, okay. I'm going to wear a T-shirt that says I have seasonal allergies or something. <laughs> yeah. It's not COVID. <laughs> it's yeah. not COVID. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll go next. My sad is, I guess, the world is kind of, like you said, slowly kind of getting back to normal, and there's things that are happening that were kind of more of our routine. But my daughter who is very enthusiastic about school. We had our first interaction with a, with a trace contact. I'm sure people listening have had to deal with that. And turns out it's totally fine. For COVID. For COVID, okay. yes. It was totally fine. Nobody in our house got sick. Thank goodness we're pa- way past the days of quarantine and all that. Yeah, we, we were slowly scooting back. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, the thing you don't think about. Everybody's worried about what happens if you get it and all that, which is definitely the primary concern. But... For her, just mentally seeing that she was getting into the school routine, she's doing great, mm-hmm. her grades are really good, she's excited, comes home with her homework and does her stuff, and just to get that rug like pulled out from under for a week where, and you know, to their credit, they try to send a few things home, but it's not as fun as mom and dad handing you this worksheet and sitting you down at the kitchen table and say, do this worksheet. She likes the interaction of school and seeing her friends and all that. So that's kind of my sad having to deal with all that. So uh, my glad, you know what? No matter how crappy things get, no matter what's going on, especially with that quarantine stuff, that the fact is, is we didn't we didn't get it COVID or anything. But my, my family's healthy. You know, there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of things in the world. But I guess my glad is that I'm still able to go out, do my job, get out of the house, and I do. You know, no matter what happens, I don't have fear of anything. I guess. But mine's a kind of perpetual glad. But every day that I get to go to work and not have to be after I've had a little dose of quarantine, I'm glad about that. My mad is, this is recency bias for sure, but I'm an early riser. I get up about 5.30 or 6 every morning, but with that, I go to bed early. Same thing. I knew knew the Titans game was late, but I'm like, look, I'll make it to halftime. I was fairly overconfident in the Titans' ability to put the Broncos away. I'm like, we got all the momentum. Everybody's Mm -hmm. back. We've got a couple of players added. We'll have this thing pretty good shape by, by halftime i could do the old wake up at midnight and check my score out make sure we finish the thing off we've got a great kicker that plays for the patriots yeah a uh, question <laughs> maybe a hall of fame Can't kicker miss. which doesn't happen that often and man i'm sitting there at 12 o'clock thinking i just got to keep watching this game because we're down by a point at this point thanks to another missed kick so I, it gets over about 12 30 somehow miraculous the titans win the game and I guess I have so much going through my head, and I can't believe that. It's like I'm looking at my clock, and it's past 1 o'clock, and my alarm set for 545. So wow. 
that's a tough scene. So that's that's why I'm having trouble remembering what my original mad was because that wasn't it. <laughs> well, same thing happened to me. To bed about twelve thirty one, yeah. and then the clock was set for just laid there for the gym, and yeah. I, well, I didn't have a mad when we first started, but by the time it got around to me, I've got two mads now. One's a really oh. short one. You said something about welfare check, and it made me think that I'm still waiting on my second stimulus check, so I'm kind of mad about I think that. We all yeah. Are. yeah, I think we're all <laughs> nice waiting to get on that, that stimulus yeah. check. But no, my first mad, this happened a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I want to bring it up because it reminded me of something uh, similar that happened with Adam and uh, Julia in a previous story where. I think Julia had broken like a razor and she would like laugh at it. I'm like, sure which story you're going to say. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, she broke one of your nice razors and she was just like, ha ha, I like Yeah, you. right. So uh, Timmy had been on getting on to me for wanting to get like a scale because we don't, we don't have a weight scale. And I was like, okay, okay. Uh, so I finally got a scale and it was like a really nice one. And I was, you know, it's got like Bluetooth and it measures all kinds of stuff on it. And I'd been using it. And I told Timmy that I was kind of like, like what types of things? <laughs> I was going to think the same thing. What's it Bluetooth? Other than weight. <laughs> it's like BMI. Uh, it measures like your, you can measure your pulse. It measures visceral fat, which is like. How does it measure your pulse? When you're standing? I thought a scale just got on it, spins around, tells you about what it you It does are. all kinds of stuff. So I'm all into like the, the, the data and all that all that jazz so i think it's pretty cool and um it it has like a really like nice like glass like top of it and um i didn't want to just leave it in the bathroom because i was afraid the kids would you know mess with it and break it so i told timmy i was like hey you know i've put this in the closet so you know whenever you want to use it just take it out of the closet and put it down so like i said i've been using this thing for a week first time she goes to use it apparently something happens and i go into the bathroom and she's like you're going to be mad. <laughs> when no like, comments. I'm like, that. what happened? Yeah. That, by She's the way, like, that, ladies, that is the worst thing you <laughs> yes. can tell your guy. Yeah, because now I'm You're mad. about to be mad. Yeah, yeah. Because now you're like, oh, crap. What am I going to be mad about? Yeah. So I was like, oh, Lord, what is it? And she's like, well, I set the scale down and it broke. <laughs> I was like, how, how did it break? It's <laughs> another word like, I dropped. It. Well, she said she didn't set it down flush. Like, So she set it down, like I guess, on an angle. And because of the glass covering, it just hit on the... Uh, the tile or whatever but we got it replaced so yeah it just came to me are you circling back around for a, yes. a second mad because my mad's way better all right so um <laughs> he's got two though yeah yeah you're good so moving on to sad i got a uh, a letter from my homeowners association today informing me that my uh, grass was too high so i'm kind of a little disappointed in myself uh. that i let the grass go but i had a good reason i was conserving my energy because i knew i had a crossfit competition coming up so I decided to conserve my energy and not cut Serve the grass. Conserve your energy by not cutting the grass. Yeah. That's that may be the most millennial thing I've ever <laughs> right. heard you say. Unbelievable. <laughs> Are you also peeing in your pants because you don't want to get up and go to the bathroom? No, no, I'm not doing that. But I finally got the grass mowed yesterday. So um, you, you look exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I sweat like crazy when I mow the grass. So, yeah. Your yard and, is flat, and it's like the size of a postage stamp. It's a, little, been that it's a little hilly, and it was hot yesterday. The sun was out. <laughs> it took me almost 12 minutes. <laughs> so You need some cardio, Lance. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you need to get in shape, Lance, yeah. really. But that also leads me to my GLAD. I uh, competed in my first CrossFit competition over the weekend and uh, with uh, Scott Batson, you know, who did an episode with us a couple weeks ago. And it was awesome, and it was really cool because we had to do this one team event where two people had to accumulate a – uh, a max lift with a squat clean and basically like however many pounds you got together that was your score and the other person had to do it's called wall balls it's where you basically take a, um, a 14 or 20 pound medicine ball and you throw it up to hit a target you know for a certain amount of times so for this particular workout you know one person had to do the wall ball workout and the other people had to do the lifts i wanted to do the lift because if I did the wall balls, that meant I had to do 150 of them. And I didn't want to do 150 wall Ooh, balls because yeah. it's insane. But we practiced them during the week, and I could not get the weight that I needed to get. The other guy could lift more than me, so I went into it thinking that, okay, crap, I'm going to have to do these wall balls. You know, five minutes before the competition starts, you know, you know, the other uh, partner we had, he's like, man, he's like, I'm, I'm not feeling the, you know, the squat cleans. He's like, why don't you go over there and see if you can do it? So I go over there and I, I get it. I, you know, I get the weight that I, that it, that was my previous max. And, um, he's like, okay, I'll do the wall balls. Ugh, so I was like, I was, I was waiting for it. It was kind of like I'm the, I was the backup quarterback, just waiting, waiting to get the call to you go were, the game. You were Nick Foles and it was the playoffs. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I was ready for it. And then, uh, during the competition, I had five minutes to get to my weight. And so the first, the first rep that I do is like my overall, 
you know, max weight for a squat clean. I had gotten it, you know, I got, got that one time. And so I've only got five minutes. So I got to move kind of quick. And so the, the next one I had never gotten before. I had practiced it about two times during the week and I failed every single time. So I do the weight and somehow, I don't know what happened, but I got it. It's good old adrenaline. Gamer. Gamer. Yep. Yeah. You get that adrenaline. I got it. Good got thing the, you got didn't the cut the dress on. Yeah. And so <laughs> if you had a mode, you would have never got it. And so I still had more time, so up the weight again. So now this time I'm 20 pounds past what I thought I could do. Got that one too. Wow. Couldn't believe it. I think it went, might have been the song Inner Sandman was playing. So oh. I think they, they got, oh. do it. Speak they got to my the heart. juices flowing. Yep. But the third weight, um, you know, was 30 pounds past my previous max. And on that one, there's actually a video of it, and maybe I'll be able to get it at some point in time. But it looks like my leg almost gets crushed. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I'm very, very glad that I did not break my leg during the uh, the lift. But I was I was happy that I got uh, 20 pounds well, heavier than I thought I could. All right, Kyle, you remembered your mat. Yes, Go I got my, my actual <clears throat> mat, and it's better. So, no offense, li- Lance. Yeah, life is, <laughs> life is crazy right now, and we've had to resort to having a family calendar. I don't know if you guys use that. Oh, yeah. We live by it. This is the time of year where the weekends are getting nice. You know, the weather's cooling off a little bit. I like to play my golf on Saturday mornings. And got a good look at the family calendar, I don't know, a week or two ago, and start scanning through there. I'm like, Hmm, we're going to be gone that weekend. We're going to be gone that weekend. Oh, we're going to be gone for fall break, which, hey, I'm not complaining. We're going to be at the beach. But that's two weekends. Basically, we're gone. We're traveling Saturday to Saturday. We're up to four weekends. Mm-hmm. Four weekends. We have got six weekends mm. in a row that we are not going to be home. And I am pissed about it. So <laughs> I've made a mandate in the house. I told Jessica, I said, we're never doing this again. You know, some of us fun stuff we've got planned that just so happened that like, oh, okay, well, we've got this weekend open, and we just really didn't pay attention to the flow of the weekends. And well, one of those is camping with your friends. Yes, so I thought, that's the week. I thought that wouldn't suck. Wow, no, apparently. thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm feeling Look, a little down well, after listen, that. Yeah. That was that's only weekend two, so that's fine. It's the <laughs> other four after that. They're like, oh gosh, that's enough to piss a man mm-hmm. off. So that's what I'm mad about. Hey, Mad Sag Lab was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. It. Like Thanks, Josh Wooten, yeah. or some other random yeah. person that you ever invented that yeah, game. Just copyrighted that game. All right, so we've got a couple of uh, additional segments. We got a little word that uh, Bible time was missed. So I think uh, yeah. well, peer pressure. Brother Kyle's coming back with yeah. a little Bible time at the end. Peer pressure back into that. So. That's why you're dressed so nice tonight. Yeah, I got my tie on. Hmm. In between what you just heard and, and Bible time, uh, we're going to get into our job history. Yeah, a job interview, but an interview about our jobs. Because we we feel like we've been sort of complaining to each other about our work schedules and work life's going just bananas. I've got a new job. You know, Ryan's moved into a new position. We're all busy. We're not kidding each other. Of all the topics we've ever done, this may be the most relatable. Everybody's had a job. Actually, Adam over here was the inspiration with yeah it. yeah what he could have said for mad was a, a story about a, a shoe that happened this weekend on the job which we'll save for the for the next segment so yeah without further ado you guys ready let's roll so as we just mentioned we're gonna dive a little bit further into our uh, our job history some of the funny and crazy memories that we have. And Adam, you being the inspiration for this segment. Thank you. Uh, it started with a little picture that we received uh, this weekend. It was re- really mm-hmm. small, so I don't know that I got the full effect. But uh, Adam, if you don't know, is a photographer. Yeah, I got a side hustle. That's your second job. Mm-hmm. So you had a gig this weekend. Had a gig this weekend. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll tell you really quick. Uh, so occasionally I've done weddings up in uh, Sewanee, Mott Eagle, really nice area. It's an hour and a half from here. So I put my typical wedding attire on, which consists of these black shoes. And let me let me add that these are not cheap shoes, okay? But I've had them for a long time. And I probably not put them on this year for sure, maybe a year. So I've had them for a while. So I get out of the car, get up there. It's 2 o'clock. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there for eight hours. So this is not a short day, and it's not like there's a Walmart across the street. Now, are you thinking, are these, describe it to the listeners, are these dress shoes? Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're echoes. Kind of if you're on, familiar with Echo, slip on dress shoes. Echoes. Yeah. Echo shoes. They're they're, familiar. they're really soft. They're really good shoes. They're not cheap. I they're mean, they're European, right? They are European. European. Yeah. yeah, they look a little bit. I mean, I don't want to make fun. Hmm. Go ahead, but make what you're going to, but, but make fun. <laughs> That's like saying no offense, but yeah. uh, they look a little bit some like something like a a 
a granddad would mm. wear to church. Well, they were has, really like co- bad arches. <laughs> maybe maybe I should have opened with they were really comfortable. Yeah. Be that as it may, get out of the car, take about four or five steps on a gravel driveway, and I was like, oh, I got a rock in my shoe. But there's like hardly any tread at the bottom of the shoe. So I, I've got some visuals for you guys. So this was the very first picture <laughs> that popped up. So basically, a rock. <laughs> wasn't at the bottom of my shoe it was it literally went through my shoe <laughs> yeah, it just could okay. imploded the sole it imploded the sole and that's that's the right yeah. one i'm like uh, that's when i said man we, we might have a problem here because <laughs> now, you can see now, wait, it cracked i wasn't up. paying attention where is this when did this happen outside of your house or at no, the no, no. location oh, oh no this was at the location, oh, location an hour and a half away which i'm going to be there again for like eight hours and, and this, is the, time this is the very beginning of the Right. And if you've yeah. ever been to Mont Eagle, you know there's plenty of like shopping centers all around the place. Oh, yeah. There's a college. There's zero. That's, that's it. it. And so a Waffle House. The yeah. picture for the listeners, I mean, I'm looking at it. The, the, where the hill is, mm-hmm. there's a hole, I would say, <laughs> it, bigger half than dollar, a quarter. Maybe? Yeah, yeah maybe closer a to a half dollar. dollar. It's, yeah. just, it's just a hole, which wouldn't have been a problem, except for it also split all the way up. I noticed that's top. what I'm more interested yeah. in. Is it just kind of. Yeah, split. there's a fault line yeah. coming off the hole. Yeah, definitely. Sure it's like a meteor has struck well, it gets, the shoe. It gets you better. sure you didn't step on a landmine or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, it gets better. That's what I thought. <laughs> Check right, out so, our uh, social media. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get this posted. You're going to see this. So uh, so I go in the house. You know, we're, I'm, I'm filming the groom, walking back and forth. And I look down. I keep seeing like little black pieces on the floor. And I realize it's the sole of my other shoe is oh. now imploding. <laughs> oh, this is the other shoe. This is the other shoe. Notice there's no hole there. Yeah. I'm like, boy, we really got a problem. Like, the sole is starting to split away. I'm like, this is not good. I neglected to mention, this is an outdoor wedding. So I was going to be outside the entire day, which I might add, it rained. I'm like walking across loose gravel, rough terrain. Okay, so what is your mental state at this point? Are you, I'm very Are nervous. you like... I imagine if you're doing a session, yeah. you're you're focusing on okay, where am I going to get the best shots? You know, you're re- getting your game face on. Wedding photography is very nerve wracking to begin with, yeah, because it is literally this person, maybe family's biggest day of their lives, yeah. and so you have a lot of pressure on you. Now, fortunately, it wasn't I wasn't the primary photographer; I was the secondary, but still, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You have to get shots, and it's not you can't go, hey. I, can y'all give me like 20 minutes? I'm going to run down to the store. Yeah. You got a schedule to keep. It was a hot schedule. And again, it's like the bottom's going to drop out rain anytime. Side question. If you're like the second photographer, mm-hmm. are you like trying to get better shots than the first? Are you like trying to beat Show the them first? up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes. Yeah, that's what I was. Sorry. <laughs> side note. I'm just curious about that. We go into that another, another, yeah, another that's pod, another episode. So. All right. So uh, back to the photos. <laughs> So so, the soles of your shoes are disintegrating yeah. for a second. I'm but now, we're okay. It doesn't look like total disaster I feel like they point. can hold on. Yeah. I feel like they can hold on. So uh, this is maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The sole is really starting to come across now. And, and now keep in mind, it's not one shoe. It's both shoes. Yeah. And I'm really getting nervous. I'm sending these back and forth to my wife, and she's just rolling. Yeah. <laughs> this is the side of, of one of my shoes. <laughs> Did people see you taking pictures of that's your own great, shoes? That's a great idea. No, they didn't. But oh, that's a great question, I should say. My biggest fear was like, these people had a lot of money. This right. was not a cheap wedding. And they're going to be like, who's this homeless guy with <laughs> but, a camera? Because what's happening here, you're losing tread. So what, have you looked behind you to see, is there like chunks of my shoe land? Oh, yeah. I'm seeing them everywhere. <laughs> I look down and there's a piece as long as my hand. Like I'm like, and so I don't want to leave it there. So he's picking up chunks of his shoe. I literally picked it up and like threw it because I didn't want people to go, what the heck is this? Uh, it's your photographer's shoe. <laughs> it's the second guy. Don't okay. worry. So I'm just for the listeners, this discussion and description cannot do the pictures. Oh, justice. I mean, I, this, this is, is unbelievable. We're going to post these right Adam. Oh yeah. I'll post them on Instagram and Facebook. I might post what, what's our handle company. at common pod. Go check it out. At yeah. common pod. All right. Holy this, crap. I like to call great. this one. Don't hang your foot out the side of the boat because a shark will get it. <laughs> I mean, how does this happen? I don't know. How but many I mean, minutes into this? <laughs> yeah, like what's this the happen? what's the timeline here? To, um, to first problem, I've got a rock in my okay, shoe. First problem was at three o'clock. To total disintegration. The uh, shark bite is uh, five o'clock. So uh-huh. two hours. We're talking two hours. <laughs> and, These uh, were his edible shoes. Yeah. <laughs> right. The only thing I could equate this kind of disintegration to on a shoe like that is like you're walking across lava. Like how long can my it's shoe hold out? It's disintegrating. We're melting. 
Is you could like, see I mean, uh, both uh, of them really had problems. That there. is so classy. The left foot is just <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm I'm standing amongst royalty at this place. Yeah. I mean, there's people with suits that are worth more. Probably than not I a lot of referrals coming from this, <laughs> this from this wedding. This this might be my favorite one because you <laughs> oh can see gosh. all the way through. <laughs> it's it's nice. just coming apart. Just <laughs> it's just rip. Go ahead and rip the yeah, soul just off. Just rip what off. I did. Yeah. That's what I did. So what? Yeah. I think okay. Might have been the last on a on a physical level. What's going on with your gait right now? Are you able to walk, or is it like... Uh, not well, but... Uh, <laughs> and the idea of this wedding photography is you got to move fast, you're moving, yes. you're all the time. I pressure. And now you're completely hampered by a disintegrating <laughs> well, set of shoes. Again, the whole thing's outside, which I say that because had it been inside, I don't think it would have been as bad. But, I mean, I'm walking over, like walking up hills... It's raining. It's muddy. I mean, worst conditions possible. At one point, while the ceremony is going on, I get all the way up front. So I'm in between the whole audience and the wedding party. And I crouch down, like with my foot behind me, to take a picture. And it occurred to me that, like, the whole sole of my shoe is gone. And there's somebody probably looking at it. So I, like, snuck my shoe back underneath me so they couldn't <laughs> see me. So I was so embarrassed by it. So yeah, by the end of the night, literally both I have the shoes downstairs. Ah yeah, I want to see both that soles are completely gone. Unbelievable. So I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter to Echo. Yeah, you need to send them a picture of that. Oh, you I need to tag to. them in the social media post. I plan to, but that's yeah. what can happen, I guess. The rubber it just disintegrates. It, it gives up. It just dry rod like a tire, right? I mean, totally. Yeah. That's crazy. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah, that was way that way exceeded my expectations. Yes. Of what I was getting ready. This to hear. was the best show and tale I've ever been involved in. I don't think I can top that, but knowing you were going to tell a, a story of something gone wrong, I've got one. Y'all, y'all know of UPS, RPS, oh, FedEx. Yeah. So, I, so I worked at all those. Oh, I've got a story at one with time that or too. another, unloading trucks. And sometimes you get a big flatbed <laughs> truck where you would have a conveyor belt <laughs> that had a button on the side, and as you unloaded, you would push the button, the conveyor were to come in. Well, some of these trucks are really long, you know, probably 30, 40 feet long, and at the very end. You're tired, you're sweaty, you know, you want to ride the conveyor belt back in. So you sit on the edge, of course it's spinning, going the other way, push the button and it gives you, you know, a minute break. I did that all the time. Well, one time was very unfortunate. For whatever reason, while I'm spinning back in, and the graphic is hard to get in your mind here, you just have to trust me with what happened. You can sit on it while the belt's spinning, but if you ever lose power, it's not good because the belt stopped but the button I was pushing kept moving the conveyor in. So the belt started going the other way. Uh, what did it grab? She looks My left and right butt cheek. <laughs> oh, that's way better. It sucked them <laughs> into the rollers <sighs> so deep that it felt like it was going to rip the skin off my back. <sighs> you know, and I was like, Ugh! I mean, just, you know, I'm letting out a, just a primal scream in this truck. Luckily, I was able to get to the button that pushed it back out. It spit it and out. And it rolled it back out. Rolled it back out, and uh, I had to go tell my manager that I don't think I can finish this shift. Yeah. I said, "You can, you can look at the evidence." Yeah, you would to, you uh, like to see what happened? Down, but uh, he said, "No, I trust you." Hobbled to my car, and much like the time that you had hemorrhoids, Kyle, you described <laughs> one of the episodes, couldn't sit in my mm. seat. I had oh, to ride. Man. I had to sit on one hand, hold myself up, <sighs> get home, and uh, I was pretty black and blue from that. So yeah, that's was, pretty tough. I was a shift going wrong. That's a scary thought too, because you know you're in trouble. Not trouble by somebody, but in trouble, you'll like physically in trouble. And how are you going to get out of this? What kind of repercussions is this going to have going forward? Yeah, and that's yeah, why the signs good. on there don't sit on it. And you know, we're all too good for that kind of stuff. It's the Ron well, Smith rule, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I've luckily, got a, uh, I just got bruised butt cheeks. Yeah, so I've got a UPS okay. story, but I'll save that for later because that falls under another category. But I've got a, <laughs> a, a crazy thing that happened to me. So fresh out of college, I've got resumes fired out to everywhere. I've got a business management degree. And, you know, in my 21, 22-year-old mind with my business management degree, I'm ready to manage the next S&P 500 company. Well, it turns out it doesn't work like that in management. The mm-hmm. only thing you can get is – you might get lucky if you're the night shift manager at Crystal, assistant <laughs> night shift manager, or you know you start out at Enterprise as an assistant manager role, and all you're doing is washing cars. The only reason I know that's because that happened to a buddy of mine that I graduated with that had a business degree. But anyways, I digress. So my my big plan was, I was a December graduate. I'm just going to work until I find my career. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, neighbor of ours, a, a friend that my daddy grew up with, worked for this oil company that said, hey, you know, they're all-time hiring temporary help or summer help or, you know, if things are busy. So I was like, hey, yeah, reach out and see if there's anybody needing. So turns out the environmental division was looking for somebody. So went in, interviewed. I was like, oh, that's be kind of fun. You know, I'm going to – and it basically consisted of testing – petroleum tanks and petroleum lines at gas station it was a fun job so i got started in that job got trained and i was up front with them like hey you know just so you know i have a degree in this and I, this is kind of a job well it's 15 years later i'm still working for that same company but it, that just got bought out but anyways that's another story but the only vehicle available at the time when i got trained and ready to go on my own was this was in now let me set the time this was in 2005 the only available quote-unquote test van was the one that they called the bullpen where they put all the equipment that was just basically ready to scrap or put out to pasture was a 1987 Econoline van. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) This thing was pimp. I mean, I, I basically got it out of the weeds and got it started. And got it all fixed up. It's like the kidnapping van. Yeah, and I went all over Tennessee, Kentucky, and Alabama mm-hmm. in this van. I went. Now, to take you back, this probably won't mean anything to some people, but it only, on the odometer, it only had, it could only go up to 99,000 oh, yeah, miles. Yeah, yeah. We, talking to other people that had driven the van, it had rolled at least four times. So <laughs> it was somewhere in the 400,000 mile range. But man, I was working in Memphis in that thing. I was all over the place. It was the best time of my life because freedom. I didn't care what it was. I, th- I think on a side note, that's really funny. The manufacturer even they didn't they didn't think that this would go over a hundred thousand miles. Yeah, so we had a hundred. No, yeah, think it'll never. And make this it thing was way overloaded. Had all this testing equipment. It was like leaning to one side because you had to have all your test equipment in the back on one side, and you kind of had to sort it that way. So this thing's leaning going down the road. Looking back, it's it's a miracle I made it. But anyways, like I said, it was a blast because it was my freedom. But anyways, so I'm up in East Tennessee somewhere testing some equipment, and I'm you know I'm a couple hours from home, so I start heading back. And a thing I like to do because you know growing up as a kid around, you run some back roads around your house. But man, I've never been to some of the places I've been working this job. So I this back in the day, I'd pull out a road map and like you know what I'm gonna come back Highway 70 and just see what it looks like. I never forget I was coming down Highway 70 in this old Econo line van. It had a floor dimmer switch. Do you guys? Did y'all ever encounter one, yes. a dimmer switch Your on the floorboard? Right. Yes, it yeah. was a button on the left foot, like left of the brake. I think that was a Ford thing, too. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, and, you, you and could, what did that dim? You dim the lights. You, that's how your switch, it wasn't a pull tab like you have on your, your truck It's or car. Now it's it, you flipped it with your foot. But anyways, and the, the windshield wiper selector was a little sliding switch kind of down to the left of the steering wheel, and you had two options. <laughs> low and high that was it there's no intermediate <laughs> on and off yeah and the blinker was just a little metal rod it was no fancy but anyways i digress because i'm coming i'm like golly man that looks like a bad like storm cloud up ahead still to this day that is the most torrential rain like halfway through this thunderstorm all of a sudden this econo line van decides this is when the wipers are going to fail <laughs> and dude my wipers stop halfway just into the manic and i'm just like frantically i'm on a two-lane highway traffic you know there's no like shoulder to pull off and i'm frantically flipping the switch between low and high and dude this thing literally just stops and you know in a torrential rain it's hitting the windshield you can't see anything my only recourse was to slow down enough and i couldn't you know in my mind i was like i should have just stopped and i'm thinking if i stop somebody's gonna rear in me it's hard to see i rolled my window down and pulled the ace ventura (laughs) I mean, I'm my head is so I could halfway sort of see to get to the next place to pull off, but that was you know your you know those choose your own adventure books. Yes, I was get that would have been my choice for you to yes. roll the window down. That and was my only choice. <laughs> That's what I thought was the best idea, and I maybe went a mile like that, dude. I was literally soaked, but those I drove off. I got the I let the storm pass, and I drove all the way back. And those windshield wipers were stuck in the up position. There was no unfreezing them, so. Is this, was, I think I found a picture maybe. Of that's your it right there. Band. It was white. Free candy on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> All I needed was an ice cream theme song to go along with it. I was wondering if you ever just kind of drove slowly through <laughs> yeah, neighborhoods. Just play some loud. <laughs> side note about ice cream drivers. That, since we're talking about jobs, I mean, I remember growing up, like, it was such an unbelievable experience when, like, you heard the ice cream oh, come yeah. around. But now when the ice cream truck comes around and my kids are outside, yeah. I am like trying to rush them inside oh, yeah. or I'm trying to make noise so mm-hmm. they don't hear it because I don't think they have good ice cream and it's overpriced. So I'm like, let's just go inside and I'll scoop you out some bluebell. Yeah. Like 
Ice cream trucks nowadays? Mm-mm. Yeah. You can't. You remember yeah. the... F- what, what is it? At some point, there's a, a, a switch that flips where you're not excited about the ice cream truck yeah. anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Now well, I'm you, trying to get away from it. You remember, though, if you heard that music and you weren't prepped for it, it was a frantic scramble get to get, get your dollar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Like, get some somebody change. flag him down. Stop him. Lay in the road if you have to. Make sure he doesn't go by. <laughs> Shaking money out of your piggy yeah. bank. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't believe I was there. He was running a little early or something. You're like, oh, my, run for your money. I feel like it happened like once or twice a summer. You know, like it. it Mm-hmm. It wasn't like every week he was coming around and like, yeah, you're right. You had yeah. to like catch him or else next summer maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah one, this is my one pass through your neighborhood for July. So I, I don't I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but <clears throat> I was just thinking about like worst jobs I've had. Yeah. And the absolute worst job I had was working at a call center for Verizon Wireless. This is not an ad for Verizon Wireless. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I worked there through college, and um, I spent so much time trying to figure out how not to work while I was there because everything you everything you do while you're in a call center is monitored or recorded. They're tracking like how long your calls are, and like I said, everything's recorded so they can go back and. This know, must have been before they moved it all overseas because I don't think I've ever gotten a. There's some uh, birds in here. A naturalized <laughs> citizen answering the phone. Adams, that's your canary again. It must be, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that thing yeah so so basically you know i could either take inbound calls which was just god awful or you know you could work outbound stuff and so when you press like the button to take is that like, how you develop this voice yeah that's <laughs> yeah. what it is you've reached lance at verizon Wireless. so whenever it be your problem baby whenever i would press the button or whatever to make myself available to take the next incoming thing that was in the queue i didn't know whether or not it was going to be an incoming call or if it was a ticket that i actually had to work but man when you got the ticket that you had to work, I was like, all right, boss, it's going it's to be an hour or so. This, this looks like a humdinger right here. Yeah. It's going to take this me a while. It's really complicated. <laughs> it's really complicated. This guy's humdinger. got a problem with his bill. <laughs> so I would do anything and everything I could just to take up as much time to avoid taking the next call. Like I would I would call other cellular providers that I knew had really long hold times, and I would just sit there like on hold with them and like take a nap in my chair because I knew they were going to take forever. <laughs> and so if they went back and recorded it and, and you know, captured the, the call, and be like, what are you doing here? I'm all, well, I had to – you know, call Sprint and their whole time was like forever if they, you know, asked me, you know, why I was on that ticket for so long. Smart man. Yeah. In the system. So I was trying to do anything I could to avoid work. How in the but world do you get that job? job? I mean, it, just it was... ad you saw an ad for? It was it the like, first job that I got out of college and it was paying higher than Sam's Club was paying. So <laughs> I took it. Man, that, you remember those times, sort of digress because I kind of touched on it, but like getting out of college with the degree... I, it's probably even harder now, I'm sure. But man, you just you come out so excited, like, oh, I got my degree. I'm gonna like, when do I get a boat and a mm-hmm. truck <laughs> and my own house? And you're just totally dejected when you oh, yeah. start reading. That was like, right after I got twenty thousand dollars yeah. plus commission. Yeah, topped out at twenty five thousand. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take it. Right, and you, you're sitting there thinking like, oh, business manager. Okay, this is a eight years experience required. It's like, well. I just graduated school. I don't, how do you get the experience? Man, that was the worst time trying to find a job. Did you ever go in for like an interview and you thought it was something else, but it ended up being something entirely different? Like I went into one kind of, like you said, it was like the the way the description read, it was like I was going to be some kind of business manager. Turns out it was like a car salesman job. And I was like, right. what happened here? Yeah, those those ads were always too good to be true. They like yeah. spice the ad up like manager of inventory specialist. And you're literally pulling yeah. parts boxes off the shelf. Yeah. And one, they, they like literally took me out on like an all day interview thing going door to door, like trying to sell Bell South like phone lines to people. And I'm like, mm. how? I don't know. I guess. Is, oh, and is there worse I didn't make than that mistake again. The no. cold door to door sales. Like, no. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of this, but I've got a great. I was I worked at ADT. Oh yeah. And they every once in a while, like once a quarter, they bring in a motivational speaker. <laughs> and I remember this guy came in. His name was Damien Boudreau. They brought him up from Louisiana. <laughs> oh yeah. He's a really and fire you up. Type me guy. and my buddy Andy Kimbrough worked there, and he got I me. Mean, he fired us up. I'm telling you what, and we were ready to go door to door. We went out that very day after his morning <laughs> session, and we started canvassing the neighborhood. So we were in my little bitty red Sonoma two door pickup truck. And we would alternate. And one of the things that they would teach you to do on a, as an ADT salesman is go look for ADT signs. Mm-hmm. And if you see an old one, just go check. They may have a system but not have, you know, pay for monitoring. So that was our thing. So we would just drive around looking for that and we would alternate who would go knock on the door. Well, this particular house happened to be 
my turn. It was a long ranch style house. We pulled up the driveway. We're on the left side of the house where the garage is and the, the two garage doors on the very side of the house. I walk down the line, the long sidewalk, go to the front door, knock within five seconds. There's a white dog, medium size. Doesn't seem too happy that I'm there, but you know, he's just kind of barking at me. Yeah. He all of a sudden takes a, a hard left and he just runs away. You know, no big deal. I'm waiting for I'll ring the doorbell again. Next thing I hear is, run, he will kill you. <laughs> and I look, and this dog is coming down the sidewalk at me, teeth showing. Oh, my gosh. And now, mind you, my, my, my buddy Andy Kimbrough is in the truck. All I see at this point is him shaking, laughing, watching this whole thing <laughs> So unfold. he wasn't the one that said run. It was no, the owner. No, it was the owner. The nice. owner comes out. It's a woman. She's in a bathrobe with her hair wet. She had just got out of the shower, I guess. The dog is loose. He is running at me. So this is when I was a little bit more athletic. And when the owner tells you run, he'll kill yeah, you. Right. You better do it. I'll scare you. Yeah. So I'm in a suit, by the way. It's in the middle of the summer. <laughs> and this dog is coming at me. I start running right at it. I put a killer juke move on it. And it lunges at me, misses me. And I run. But it, <laughs> he, you know, oh, he's, he's he got a good turn. He's coming. Yeah. Dogs are faster than humans. Yeah. If y'all know that, now yeah. he's, he's already time. gaining ground. So and she's now he's getting, pissed. So yeah. I, I want to get in my truck, but I know he's on my heels. There's no way I have time. You to get can't in my get truck. the door open. You've calculated that's too much time. So I run up an embankment that has like she has a retaining mm-hmm. wall. Well, duh. So can the dog. Yeah. You know? So he Turned follows out they me up can there. Cover up hills pretty good. I too. ended up jumping off an eight foot retaining wall down on the concrete, tearing a knee of my suit. The dog is on me by the time I get up, and so I end up jumping into the bed of my truck. Now, my friend Andy, worthless. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he is laughing so freaking hard. He's not the guy. I not am the getaway. him. I'm like, drive, drive. You don't have him as the getaway driver in a bank robbery. But he's a big guy, yeah. and I'm wearing this tiny truck, and he's laughing so hard. He's just weak. <laughs> so I'm in the bed of my truck. This lady is still out here screaming at the top of her lungs. This dog is Totally yeah, unresponsive. Yeah. Needs to go to obedience school. <laughs> yes, it's got the thirst for blood. It's out for And here's it. where it takes a turn for the worse. So I'm, I'm in the bed of my truck. Things are going so well. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, things are going pretty well up to yeah. this point. Yeah. The dog, my truck's pretty new. So he starts jumping on oh. the my truck, just claws. You can into hear the bank. paint just peeling off of and it. And so I can't take it. You know, I'm just like, oh, I just, my, my skin's crawling hearing it. And so I start trying to intimidate the dog. Oh, yeah. And I lean over and I start going, kind of making motions at him, going, rawr, 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 trying to scare him. Like, I don't know. It sounds <laughs> stupid, but yeah. that's what I thought was the yeah. best at the time. Well, when I put my hand down, trying mm. to like intimidate him, he grabs it. Oh, boy. Latched. And it's just like every like police dog movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, head shaking. He's just shaking yeah. back and forth, Skin just, just digging in. And uh, <laughs> about this time, Andy finally makes it over <clears throat> to the driver's seat. The dog releases. Mm-hmm. I somehow managed a salesman in me. Davian Boudreau had me pumped up. I took a card out of my pocket. <laughs> I slung it out in the driveway to the lady like a frisbee. And Andy, this is, I forgot to tell you, this was a long and windy driveway down yeah. the hill. He backed all the way down this thing and out. <laughs> You're laying in the back of the truck wounded. And yeah. uh, we never went to door to door again after yeah. that. I thought you were going to say it chased you down like Terminator 2, like the T-1000, <laughs> yeah. running after the cop car. <laughs> My worst yeah. job, kind of bouncing off what Lance said, and UPS was the worst job I ever had. I'm already at this point, I have my actual career. I've, I've taken a job as a project manager. This was November, in November. And I see this ad pop up, earn extra money, Christmas holiday. And Emory's due to be born in January. UPS, you know, packages torque up. This is six or seven years ago, and it was a perfect shift. I, I worked early in the morning. It was like the five to nine shift. I was like, I can yep. pull four hours, be back home by ten, do it again the next day. I'm doing this for a month and a half, two months max. So go do the whole, you know, the whole process where you interview with this guy, which is a total joke. If you can walk <laughs> and spell your name, they're hiring you. Yeah, and. You have to go through this training thing. The first week's easy because you sit and watch these videos. They teach you how to pack a truck. I was on the packing side. That's uh, more like if you answer, do you like Legos? And, yeah. And you say yes. They're like, yep, the, you're oh, a packer. Check. Yeah, you can get stuff I was in more there. the just beast that yeah, could be tamed. I they was inter- They introduced us to this guy that was the best packer in the whole place, and they showed pictures of his truck. Like, there's not – you couldn't – there's nothing you could else you could get in there. I'm like, oh, this don't seem that hard. No big deal. Todd Packer? Yeah. It was, <laughs> this man was Todd Packer. 
backpacker. <laughs> now, granted, it's cold, so these trucks are backing in fresh off the road. They're, they've been unloaded. They come around to your side to load, and it's cold in there. I'm like, man, this kind of sucks. You, you know, you start with a jacket. Well, like 10 minutes in, you're like, is this hell? Have I been sent to hell? Because it's hot. I mean, you're because these, <laughs> like you said, these boxes are coming in on these conveyor belts. The more they can pack in this truck, the more money they make. That's their whole goal. And you go back to Tetris. You're like, okay, this big box will go here. But man, if you take more than two or three seconds to place a box, they're falling off behind you. Yeah. And as that truck gets fuller and fuller, they start piling up on you. And then they're screaming at you, your boxes are piling up. We're not stopping the line. You know, it's like all of a sudden you're like the dumbest man in the world because you can't put a box. You can't fit boxes in the right place. And <laughs> they're until- coming. You can feel them hitting you in the back of the legs and you're just just sweating because you know you're like screwing the whole thing up. Turns out everybody else is in the same condition, but that guy's just yelling like you're the only one that's the problem. But anyway. First one. Dude, like the first three or four nights, I get home at like two in the morning. This is a five to nine shift. I'm home. I'm off at like one. And, you know, like the fourth night, I say something to shift super, and I'm like, look, dude, I got a, I got a life and a job that I actually do. This is to earn extra money. What's the deal with the five to nine, you know, not being five to one? I said, man, we just got hammered with boxes this first week. It'll, it'll start slowing down. The next week, it's like pushing 2.30, 3 o'clock. I'm getting up at 5.30 or 6 the next morning to go to my main job, so I'm not sleeping. Don't have any kids at this point, so I'm still kind of like managing along. And, dude, it just keeps getting worse. The boxes keep getting worse and worse, and there's stuff coming in just piling. And I'm still amazed that anything makes it to anybody in one piece because this stuff – if you, they say, well, if you got a box beat up, throw it off to the side. And I'm looking, and there's, like, snapped golf clubs and, <laughs> I mean, stuff that looks like it's been hit by a Sherman tank. And it's just – and it was just mm-hmm. such a pace. By the third week, we hadn't made it to Christmas yet. I'm on – I would, like, sleep all day Saturday. I just – you know, I couldn't even get out of bed. So I told my wife, I was like, one more night. I'm going back this Monday, and if it's the same crap, they ain't going to see me again. And this is still the only day. I went, of course, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I get off. I'm like, I tell the chef supervisor, I said, take a hard look at this, homeboy, because I ain't coming back. He said, oh, you'll be back. I was like, no, I'm serious. I won't be back. And uh, I did. I, that's the only job I really didn't ever see through, that I give a notice and move on to different. I literally quit that job that night, and I made it about three weeks in, but it was the worst job. And they teach you all this stuff like, well, we have 55% turnover. It's like, well, dude, because you tell people it's 5 to 9, and I was getting home at like 2 in the morning. So what would you expect? So but, why don't you just leave at 9? It just doesn't work that way? No, you, you they're like, hey, you can't you can't leave. You know, somebody didn't come in, or we've got to get these trucks loaded. Hey, there's one more truck coming. And it moves so fast, and you probably tell you, you lose track of time. Lose track, yeah. I, I, had no, I thought maybe I was there 5 to 9. I'm looking, I'm like, because you don't even have – they put these, like, those scanner things on your hand, so you're just constantly trying to scan these boxes and get them stacked. You wouldn't even look at your watch, and you're supposed to get a break, and it's all union and all this, and, dude, it was a nightmare. Worst a rough job. job. Worst job ever. Have you ever been fired from a job? I worked at a hardware store, which will go in name, but it rhymes with slows. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Home Depot, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I worked there when I was uh, in high school, and I worked with a bunch of buddies and worked in different departments and stuff. And so one night I am unloading everything out of the parking lot. You know, they have to bring all the mowers in, everything that's it's in that you see in the front of the store. All that has to go inside by the end of the night because they're not going to leave it out. So I'm working in building materials, and I had to bring a big pallet of brick old blocks in. Saturday night, it's about 10 o'clock, and my buddy, who I'm, who we're going out as soon as we're done, he's blowing off the sidewalk. He's about 100 yards ahead of me. Well, I pick up this load of brick blocks of the forklift, and I come around the corner. I make about a 180-degree turn, and as I turned, the whole thing of blocks fell. Oh, it just... God. <laughs> all over the side. And when you drop a brick-o block, they bust all to pieces. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, not to mention, I'm, we got to clean it up. Yeah. This has been at least 25 years ago. I'll never forget the look on my buddy's face. when I, As soon as I did that, I looked at him, and he just stopped. He just had this defeated look on his face. Like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> We're not getting to Buffalo Wild Wings at least 11 right. now. <laughs> so it, it may have been, I think it was the same night, I was bringing 12-foot drywall into a 12-foot-6 opening, and uh, I might have moved the office a few inches or something because <laughs> I hit it. So a couple of days later, I came in on my day off. And they're like, oh, hey, uh, Mr. So-and-so wants to see you, the manager. He fired me. Fired you on your day off. I got off. fired on my day off. <laughs> Coming in to buy some something <laughs> <That's right>. random. <laughs> Can 
came in to get some uh, filters. <laughs> Dang. I'm thinking, I, I mean, I guess I technically got fired from a job. It was a part-time mm-hmm. job. I was working in college. Is in this warehouse, and oh, we were pulling parts, and it was one of them things, budget time comes around, and everything's over budget, and literally everybody in that building that was part-time got fired on the same day. They called it a layoff, but mm-hmm. we're all like, okay. So, yeah, that was the only time I technically got fired, I guess. Going back to worst jobs, I, I would have to say I agree with UPS. I hate to tell you, FedEx is just as bad. Guy. Oh, yeah, so, I know. I'm sure 100% it is. But since you took that one, I'll have to go. It's not The job wasn't the worst, but one particular aspect of the job was horrible. Worked at Riverside Golf Course. Oh, wow. And the owners were uh, friends of my family, so almost like related, but not quite, you know, right. not the same bloodline. So I loved them, loved the course, but there were two parts of it that I absolutely hated. Like once a week, you know, at least once a month, our manager, and I worked with a buddy named Robert Kane. A lot, probably a lot of our listeners know oh, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of the same shifts. He would hand us a butter knife when we get in. We'd show up at 7 a.m. He'd put a butter knife in our hand. He'd be like, I want you to go pick crabgrass. Uh, All day, we would go sit on the edge of the greens, stick a butter knife down next to a piece of crabgrass, and pull it out. Hmm. All while dodging golf balls are getting yeah. at you. I mean, and horrible i mean we sit there it'd be 95 degrees all day and crabgrass what you did if you don't know is a pain in the butt to pull yeah. out of the ground a pain and when it grows yeah. it's everywhere yeah gets a that, long root on it and this one it'll be surprising but if y'all i'm sure y'all been to a driving range before mm-hmm. and you see the guy that's out there good. on the tractor mm-hmm. picking up the golf balls i've never hit a guy doing that right yeah as soon as that guy hits the tractor that's everybody's target, target. Yep. and wild riding the tractor is a lot of fun when you're in a steel cage and you get hit with a missile, <laughs> oh yeah, Scare it doesn't matter. Even I mean, you're prepared in a sense for it, but this is like a, a yeah. insane clown with a machete around the corner. It's getting ready to kill you. Yeah, every time. That's yeah. how you feel. Yep. I never could get used to it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm a pretty good golfer. I wish I had got fired I'm from a, that job. I'm a pretty good golfer and grew up being a pretty good golfer. <laughs> And I, you know, of course, if you're a good golfer, you play in a lot of these leagues with other good golfers. Man, I remember as like being a growing up and going like to a driving range with good golfers. And man, that's open season. Like how oh, many, yeah. how many kids? It turned into a competition. How many kids? And you know, mm. we're pretty good. We're sitting there rattling it pretty good. <laughs> and then you know, you when you make the pass, it's fairly close, close. Up to the tee box. Oh, that's the worst. We'd all grab drivers and like hit the, you know, the Lay low bullet. Right yeah, into and just just watch the guy's life leave his body. When you <laughs> oh <hit>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna live to eighty three. Now it's probably eighty one. Yeah, just because of that job. At, at best, yeah. All right, so. Josh Wooten isn't the only one that can come up with a three-question game. I've come up with one on my own on the fly. Oh, look at you. And I actually did invent this. So y'all have already kind of answered part of the question. Right. So this will be quick. We'll close on this. I want you to name your first job, your worst job. <laughs> <laughs> These are two questions? I forgot my third question. I Favorite had it just job? a minute ago. Best job? Maybe. All right. Let me, I, I've gathered my thoughts. It's not easy to create a game, guys. Okay, yeah, so I want tough, tough your work. first job, okay. your worst job, and the oddest job you've ever had. Who's up? Adam seems confident. Far oh, away, Adam. Oh, um, first job was uh, Burger King, and the only reason I worked there is I was fifteen, and it's the only job I could find that you get hired at fifteen. Honestly, it might have been my worst job. One thing that sticks out is I remember. I mean, you're 15. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be at home by 12. There's curfew. Yeah. And I remember distinctly working to like 12:30 or one o'clock, and telling and I mean cleaning up and everything. And I tell the manager, "Do I need to clock out?" She's like, "Oh no, I already clocked you out." Yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> when did you clock me out? Yeah. Because I've been here for a while. Yeah. You know. And there was no recourse other yeah. than saying, "Crap, this, this $95 paycheck seems a little light." Is there week. ever any more broken work rules than than kid workers? Oh yeah. I mean, even my niece to this day works for a, a little fast food deal and she just gets killed on hours mm-hmm. it's like i thought you were only supposed to work but as a kid what are you gonna say yeah i'll take it and they clock you out early and get right past it yeah, yeah. yep Fine. all right so my my first job was working for my dad he owned a tractor business he sold uh, tractors and my grandfather and, and then my dad and my first real technical job that i got paid for was i did all the 
service work on the tractors and lawnmowers. So I was an oil change, you know, change the oil, change the filter, do all the servicing. And then part of the deal was if you got a service, you got your tractor washed. So I was the man that did the service and, and washed the tractors. So, but it was fun. I had a lot of fun hanging around all those old farmers that would come in and shoot the breeze. And that was a lot of fun, but that was my first job. My worst job I've covered UPS. I don't think I have to rehash that. That's a terrible job. Um, what can Brown do for you? Make your life miserable. That's what it can do for you. <laughs> and uh, what was the other? My oddest job. So my oddest job was was what was a fun job, but I was a t-shirt screen printer. I worked for a lady when I was in college, printing. She had a still the most everything's automated now and electronic, but she had a manual screen printing uh, <clears throat> deal where I'd pull the screen down, pat, make a couple passes like shirts like that, any kind of screen printed shirt. That's what I did, man. I got good. I was really. She she even told me she's like you, you can do it. I got into a rhythm with it and was super fast. At it. We I used to could do like a thousand shirts an hour, so something ridiculous. But it was that was a, a kind of an odd weird job. I was like, what do you do? Well, I screen print t shirts. And I had at that time in my life in college, we would have extra shirts and we'd have to do test shirts before we'd make a run. So it was always a medium T-shirt with, man, I, my T-shirt game at that point in my life was so awesome. I had muffler <laughs> shops and all these patriotic T-shirts and just odd stuff. I was like, the, my favorite was a, it was a muffler shop we printed a, a bunch of shirts for. And his slogan was, he had this, of course, muffler, like cartoon-looking muffler on there. And the guy's slogan was, I swear to you, this is the truth. No muff is too tough. <laughs> that was his slogan. I had I wore that. I would wear that to college. That was back before you could get in trouble for wearing stuff that wasn't politically correct. I've been offered like hundreds of dollars for that T-shirt. I'm like, no, no way. I'm getting. I'm not parting ways with this shirt. That was his slogan on the back. Is no muff too tough? I bought a shirt in Panama City one time when I was a teenager, and it said uh, "Gynecologist in training, patients needed." <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine wearing that now? You would just get crucified. Yeah. But yeah, uh, good times. Great. That was my oddest one. So my first was a family business, like you, Kyle. Worked. My grandparents owned a flower shop. Oh, so. Picked up a lot of uh, floral design abilities yeah. along the way. Actually, did a demonstration speech in college. Sweet. While making a, 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 uh, an arrangement. Yeah, that I was always a, noticed you got nice arrangements. That on was your a table, that right? was a mistake. Uh, that didn't go over as well as I thought with <laughs> <Yeah>. the ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was my first job. My uh, worst job, I already mentioned. Uh, I would have to go with probably UPS. Yeah. But I mean, picking the, the, picking the crabgrass on the golf course was, That's was horrible. Bad. And then my oddest, I think you guys will really relate to this one. You ever had a honey baked ham? Oh yeah, who hasn't? They're great. Hey, those those hams don't get spiral sliced by themselves. So I was a spiral slicer. That's a that's a one man job. Yeah. Believe it or not, you put it on the machine, it does spiral all the work. It. So somebody else, the puts guys all over that to sugar. your left, are smoking weed and glazing the hams. Yeah. And it's just we're a big happy family. <laughs> you back got there. contact buzz, and you just you're operating a piece of machinery it's that a lot can of take your, the back of take your hand down. off. <laughs> with a contact bus what could go wrong <laughs> all right lance you gonna close this out yeah might as well my uh, first job was you remember the grocery store albertson's yeah oh yeah yeah so worked at albertson's as and i think my title was a zoner any idea what that what that kind of person does do you like zoner. like face the shelves in a particular zone or something well kind of what you do is like you pull the products mm. up to or a zoner or a blocker maybe maybe a blocker is the right word but like basically after somebody you know takes an item off the shelf yeah. it creates kind of like a hole that's in what there. we always call yeah, face so, or, yeah yeah, face yeah, I, I, would, yeah. I, would, I would go behind and literally like pull all these products i do that to this to day the, uh, if i walk up to a bunch of, of if i walk up to a bunch of cereal boxes i just feel sorry for the guy i'm like i'll take one out and then i'll pull the other one forward adam's like, a voluntary facer <laughs> I would, yeah i would have i would have appreciated that <laughs> yeah. when i was you know if you went to my store but um yeah that was my first job wasn't too bad well oddest job was i actually worked as like an inline hockey referee when i was in like middle school i didn't really like that though i didn't like getting yelled at yeah. you, did you ever play inline hockey yeah yeah i played okay. I, I was i played goalie i was hoping you're gonna say no that would have been even better <laughs> <laughs> so does a goalie in inline have to wear the skates yeah. too yeah, yeah you gotta wear skates well that would be miserable. can you check an inline hockey <sighs> i mean at least once uh, yeah I, I mean i think you can kind of i mean not really i mean you, 
you know, I there's play, some bumping, but yeah, like, there's some yeah, bumping, yeah. but like if you're you try not to, like slamming, if somebody. you try to cross check somebody, they'd call you for that. But um, I played goalie, so I don't really. What, what kind of ref were you, Lance? Were you more of a, a hard line oh, like rules guy, or you just like no, everything just goes? Put that whistle yeah. in your pocket until somebody's uh, missing <laughs> teeth. We're yeah. not calling anything. The, the whistle was definitely in the pocket. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I was basically just dropping the puck for him oh. and getting out of the way. I'm picturing parents just screaming their lungs out, Lance. There was this one coach. He's like, "That's slashing. That's slashing." And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. Nah, kids, they're fine. So, how hard is that? I, I have zero knowledge of inline skate. How hard is the ball that they that you play with? Is it pretty hard? Or, uh, if you're a goalie, you getting do you like? Oh man. Oh yeah. I mean, if you get hit with that thing, it, you know, and it has some, you know, whoever hit it has has some speed behind it. It'll hurt. Yeah, it'll hmm. leave a little whelp there. So it was fun hockey. though. I, I miss playing hockey. <laughs> I think that wraps it up for our job yeah. scrapbook. Yeah. All right, so we hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was kind of a a diary hodgepodge of it was fun for us to look back at some of our jobs and some things, some good memories for some of us, I think. But we all know that uh, in your career, you've been around people that are hard workers and some that are coasters. And I'll be the first to admit, as a guy that's missed a couple of planning episodes, sometimes I'm not fully involved with getting things done like I should be with the podcast especially but we kind of introduced last time a little thing I did with 10 words or less so we're going to do that again but we're going to give a little shout out and and nobody knows this is coming but there's three of us that are kind of in planning and there's one of us that's responsible for the content you actually listen to so this 10 words or less is for the hardest working member of the podcast Mr. Adam Ray so in 10 words or less I want us three to tell why we appreciate Adam oh, and everything he does for the podcast. Stop it. So, He's blushing. Yeah. Do at least 20. So for our coworker, <laughs> 10 words or less, what we appreciate about Adam's effort getting the – because he does – This is going to be a giant praise He does so, so. the heavy lifting. Oh, so that's nice of you. Ryan, you feeling good with 10 words or less? Labor of love. I'm thinking about it. Give me a second. Oh, okay. It's hard room? to keep. It's hard to keep this to yeah. ten. Listen, if you need twelve or thirteen, <laughs> can I just go give just, him a kiss on the cheek? And yeah, call it my that would be good. Else? Let me get the, hear it. Let me get the camera. Up. Well, look, I, I, I'm I'm not even gonna put ten mm. in my mind. Yeah, don't even. I'm worry just about gonna say, Adam certainly has the hardest job. He never complains. He is a perfectionist, and I mean that in the most positive way. Yeah, like, he makes us sound great. If you guys could hear us live, there's a reason we don't do live videos. Yeah. It's because it's not quite as smooth as it sounds when yeah. you guys listen. There to has it. been some times we totally freeze up and look at each other. Every every time y'all say on a side note, man, I want to do one just to do a live recording. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, well, I guess Nick's. That's a bad idea. Yeah. So let me just sum it up. Say, I always know Adam's going to do an amazing job. When we leave here, I trust okay. it's going to be perfect. I've never had. A, yeah. I've never had a second thought. I've had a lot of people say. So mine is same thing. I'm gonna. It's not going to be ten words, but I have had more people that listen to the podcast. That say, like, man, what, what do you, how do y'all do that? Are you like, how do you record and it sounds that good? It sounds like better than what I hear on my radio. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're professionals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we spent so, a lot of money. Yeah, that's a hundred percent on Adam. We, the, the, the other three of us are just buffoons that kind of stumble our way through this, and then Adam takes it and makes it sound like an actual broadcast. So there's my appreciation of our hard worker, Adam. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'll just say, I don't know how you do it because it takes a special type of person because it's a, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a rewarding job, but it's very like tedious. So it really takes a lot of work and time and effort it's to do that. Love. So it's yeah, a labor of love. We appreciate you. Yeah, and, so, we all, and in, in full disclosure, we all have our own responsibilities and I think we all are responsible. I've had this grand idea a couple of times that Adam was going to try to teach me how to edit to help a little bit. And I think, man, I have the attention of a, like a fly. There's zero. Ch- I'd get through 10 minutes like, shut up, Lance. Quit uh, talking. Yeah. I, would, I, didn't, yeah. I wouldn't want you to. I don't think he yeah. wants to teach any no, of exactly. us. I don't think he needs to. Well, Adam. That's it, nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate yeah, you so much no. uh, that we plugged Adam Ray Photography this episode. And yeah. we're not going to charge you a dime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's on the house. A marketing team will really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And as a man that's photographed my family, he does a fine job, I might add. Thank you. Now, wait, Kyle, is this Bible time? <laughs> well, no, that was not Bible time. But okay. yeah. Yeah. That was a little sidetrack. You're Sorry. not praising me. Yeah. That's Adam's praise time. Now his head won't get through the door. But anyways, so this kind of episode kind of got me thinking about uh, work. And I guess where my mind went to is, and this is sort of a job for us. It's a hobby we love. But, 
you know, the biggest reward I get out of this is hanging out with you guys and, and building our friendship. So, yeah, is it a job that sometimes we're like, oh, gosh, we got to do this again. we got to try to put something together. It turns into a job sometimes, I know, for Adam especially. And even in my other job, through work, I've developed a lot of friendships. And the Bible really promotes two things, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. One, it, it, it talks about salvation, and the whole Bible leads up talking about salvation. The other thing that kind of gets over overshadowed a little bit is the Bible deals a lot with friendship. And it begins in the beginning with Adam. A- Adam was alone. He was not fulfilled. God saw that. He gave him Eve. And that was his companion, his friend, his you know, love of his life, for better terms. So, And that carries all the way through to when Christ came to earth. When he got older, the biggest thing he did was establish a circle of friends that he could trust and, and build his whole church around so when he said in genesis before adam it's not good for man to be alone yeah that's i mean that's literally in the bible read that literally yeah literally in the bible (laughs) and uh so so take a look at that but anyways you're right adam and you know it and the bible makes it very clear that the people you surround yourself and the people and the friends you surround yourself with greatly influence your life. So thank you guys for being an influence on me, and I'll leave you with this Bible verse. It's Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So make sure you've got some really sharp friends because it really does reflect on you, the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll talk to you next time. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The denominators are Ryan Smith, Kyle Binkley, Lance Jones, and me, Adam Ray. Thanks to Chet Roberts for providing our music. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CommonPod. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-P-O-D. And if you have a question or a comment for our group or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast, please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.